This is PhotoBizX, episode number 443, and today we are talking kindy photography or kindergarten slash preschool photography, a genre that you may not have considered but could yield the profits, lifestyle, rewards, and fun that you're looking to get from your photography business. Our special guest is Trina Julius, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Whether or not you have thought about or you even do any kind of kids photography, kindergarten, preschool or kindy photography, (laughs) I know that you are going to get a ton from what Trina has to share because one thing is absolutely clear after talking to Trina, she knows how to run a successful business. So stay tuned for that one coming up in just a minute. If you didn't catch last week's interview with Matthew Hamilton, he is a headshot photographer based in the US. He's reasonably new to business, he's kicking some goals, and he's getting noticed and known because of his behind-the-scenes videos and photography. Again, it does not matter what genre you shoot, you will get a ton from what Matthew had to share about behind-the-scenes video production, creation, how he's doing it, how he's putting the photos together, how he's utilizing stills and video together, and using these on social media to get attention from his prospective clients. So get back and have a listen to Matthew if you haven't heard last week's interview. And on the topic of interviews, I did want to share one quick thing before we get into the interview with Trina. If you are a pet photographer or you can appreciate amazing photography, I've got a special written interview on the PhotoBizX blog featuring Anne Smets of Hundemoy Photography. Now, I reached out to Anne after she was recommended to me by a PhotoBizX Premium member. I landed on her website and I was blown away by her pet photography. It is simply fantastic. So I immediately reached out to Anne for an interview. And because English is a second language for her, she wasn't confident in recording an interview. So I was totally bummed about that because I was so passionate about sharing her story, her photography, and more about her business. So I suggested a written interview. She agreed to that, and that's now gone live on the PhotoBizX blog. So if you look under the resource menu on the PhotoBizX website, or go to photobizx.com forward slash blog, you will find that interview, that written interview with Anne Smeds. And I encourage you to go and check that out. Learn a little bit more about her and go and check out her work if you'd like to be inspired by some gorgeous photography. Alrighty, we're going to jump into this interview in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Trina. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. So if you'd like to access the full interview today or get access to the full, or I should say, and get access to the full back catalog, you can do that for as little as $1 with a trial membership. Simply head over to photobizx.com forward slash try for more details on that 30-day $1 trial membership. If you love what you're getting through that trial period, stay on and become a fully-fledged premium member, along with all the other members who are learning so much 
and building more successful photography businesses around the world as a result of their memberships. PhotobizX.com forward slash try to check it out. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. I recently interviewed newcomer to kindergarten photography, Sam Gilmore, who shared how he needed to get some cash flow happening in his business and he turned to preschools to generate bookings and sales. He since then had his two best months of photography. When I posted about that interview in the Photo Biz X members Facebook group, Trina Julius of Red Cherry Kindy Photos added a comment under that post and she said, as a fellow kindy photographer, I'm so happy to see my genre being talked about. There just aren't enough podcasts or guests talking about how amazing kindy photography is. She went on to say, I've been running a full-time, booked-out, year-round, busy kindy photography business for the last eight years in Brisbane. I offer online galleries for families with photos taken outdoors in the play and portrait style. And once I nailed my workflow, my communication, my style and my brand, I've never been out of work with both kindy photo sessions and the rebound family sessions that come as a result. So after reading that, I contacted Trina for an interview and I'm wrapped to say that she's with us now. Trina, welcome. Hi, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you for, for having me and just to helping to shine that spotlight on kindy photography. It's wonderful. Oh, look, it's my pleasure. One of the things I'm interested to hear or straight off the bat is the fact that when I interviewed Sam, you know, he talked about like a downtime and, you know, it's going to go into a quiet period, but you seem to have year round, like, a busy season all through the year. Is that right? Yeah, well, basically I am shooting just in the kin- in the school terms. So I start up around beginning of March and then I always take the school holidays off, which is fabulous for family life. And I'm usually finished by about end of October. But in the last couple of years, I just keep to seem on going until like December, early December, which is exhausting. But <laughs> Uh, yeah, so my downtime is January, February, which I, I do look forward to every every year. Wow. So do the kindergartens actually close down through that period or you're just taking a break? The kindergartens do close down over the uh, school holidays, but childcare centres don't. So they keep open year round except for public holidays, obviously. But um, yeah, the kindergartens are definitely just staying to the school terms as well. Okay, so just so the listeners got a good idea of exactly what we're talking about. So you're talking about kindergartens and it's preschools and child mining centres? Yeah, so child cares are the full day care ones and they're Monday to Fridays. And the kindergartens are just for the four to five year olds. And they usually run from about 8.30 to 2.30 in the afternoon during school terms only. So yeah, so the child care centres are sort of more year round as well. Okay, so really, if you want to be working all year, you could be. Yeah, absolutely. You could be. And depending on the style that you're offering, because I offer the outdoor style photography of the hotter months of December, January and February here in Australia, obviously don't really suit my style because the kids are usually sweaty and I'm sweaty. And um, I, I try to shoot a lot more during the middle months of the year where it's cooler particularly here in Brisbane, Australia. It's um, very hot over our summer. So, um, yeah, and usually by January, February, I need a break by then and I, I'm quite happy to have a few, a long holiday over January, February, which is really nice. Fantastic. I want to get more into the photography side of things in just a second. But sure. just so the listeners got an idea, can you give us a, you know, a snapshot of your business in regards to figures, revenue? Yeah, sure. So for probably the last four years now, I'm well into the six figures Last year was my best year and I was well into 220 
uh, 220 for the whole year. That's just in sales. So for Kendi for 220,000. Yes. Wow. Congratulations. That is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm I'm incredibly proud of my business. And, you know, when I first started out, I never imagined that I would get up into those figures. Amazing. Yeah. I used to be a registered nurse and, you know, I always thought it was just going to be a side gig and I keep registered nursing going and it just grew really quickly. And I just ended up giving up registered nursing because I just loved it so much. I loved what I was doing with the kindy photography. So I was excited about where it was going to go. Wow, that is so good. I mean, I, I think any photographer that gets into something like kindy photography would be thinking it is going to be a side gig. I mean, I don't think many people would even see the potential to make $220,000. That is so good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I didn't either. I mean, last year was a bit of a funny year because of COVID and, you know, it was really hard to tell how it was going to go. And I guess here in Brisbane, we were very lucky. We were kind of shielded from a lot of it. We just, we had practically, you know, no cases. And I guess we kept going, we kept working, which I'm very, very thankful for. You know, a lot of my fellow colleagues in other states didn't have that opportunity, which is not great. But yeah, so that's why I was, I was able to earn that amount last year because people had more money to spend. This year, I think it's been a little bit of a different kind of feel. You know, my figures sort of aren't quite up there that far this year, but, you know, there's a little bit of anxiety around still about COVID, I guess, and uh, hopefully next year it'll settle down. <laughs> so when you say this year not hasn't been as good, are you still over 100,000? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm up around the 150 mark at the moment. So I've still got a few centres to finish off for the year, but still I'm happy with that amount for this year. So So good. What portion of the revenue is coming from kindy photography as opposed to the family photography that comes afterwards, if you get much of that? Yeah, well, 90% is definitely kindy photography. Oh, okay, that much. Yeah, look, and because I'm working just during the week with my kindy photography, I really only take on two family sessions a month because I kind of like my weekends (laughs) and I kind of like having that for family time. So I work hard during the week and then, you know, I take on a few families and I do absolutely no marketing for that at all. They're just, they come from the kindies and, you know, they contact me because their children have got to know me during the time that I'm at the centre with them. So, um, yeah, and they love the work that I've produced from the kindies, so they contact me to do family sessions. Wow. So you've got a business that, let's say, for argument's sake, is $180,000 a year yeah. revenue and you have weekends off, you have long yeah. holidays. <laughs> yeah, it's fabulous, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and you love what you do. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm really happy. Like I never imagined that it would get this way. You know, the first couple of years, like anything that you get into, it was hard work. I was working, you know, not five days a week. I was working seven days a week to build the business and to, you know, and over the course of time, I've really refined my skills and my workflow down so I can not work as much on the weekend. You know, I'm not going to lie, I do still answer some emails and fix up some galleries or edit on the weekends, you know, sometimes, but I really try to keep it during the week. Got it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Again, so the listener's got a a good idea because I think, you know, when I was talking to Sam and he was often referring to Elena Blair, they're really focused on, you know, setting up a background, a couple of studio lights and um, sort of going through that style of photography. And you have a totally different look. You're out in the garden, out in the play centres, the play areas, and photographing more natural outdoor portraits, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. So I do all my photography outside in the kindy play areas. So, uh, you know, I'm taking each child out and I'm spending between, you know, five to ten minutes per child. So that is a longer time frame. So it's not as quick as, the you know, the backdrop style 
type of photography, but I get that chance to really connect with the child and get a range of different expressions. So yeah, so I'm choosing, you know, a couple of different areas within the kindy playground and, you know, directing the children around on grabbing portrait photos as well as posed play. So I call it posed play because I am directing them. I'm getting them into the position where I know it's sort of more photographically pleasing and, you know, they're looking at the camera kind of thing. Yeah. But when I look at your photos, they are absolutely gorgeous. They're beautifully lit. Oh, thank you. I'm thinking you must have an assistant either holding a flash off camera or using a reflector. Oh, God, no. No, no, none of that. None of that. Nothing. Not even a reflector. No. <laughs> I just, I'm a bit lazy in that regard. No, I just shoot all natural light. I'm using a 50 mil. Actually, my preference for years was a 50 mil 1.2 and I'm shooting at 2.5. But recently I've changed to mirrorless with my Canon EOS R and I'm loving, loving that. But I'm using a 24 to 70 for that at the moment because I haven't got the RF lens for my mirrorless yet. So uh, yeah, so 50 mil and no lighting, no flash, nothing like that. I'm just making sure and I guess over the time that I've been doing this, I know where to look in the kinder yards to get that natural light and that lovely bright light. I mean, you do a phenomenal job because the catch lights in the kids' eyes, I'm thinking, is that is that a reflector or is that a no. I'm trying to have a look and see what you're doing here. So again, then you must be doing some some pretty fancy post-processing to bring the lights out and make them sparkle, are you? No, no. What I do is just bring them into Lightroom and just batch edit. So Wow. Yeah, so I'm culling in photo mechanic first because that's the quickest and easiest way. So I'm generally shooting during the morning, coming home into the office and then culling that afternoon, that very same afternoon, which is about half an hour to 45 minutes per day's work. And then I load them into Lightroom and I'm actually now using Imogen AI to edit. Oh, wow. You had them on a couple of months ago, I think. Yeah. So I tried them out and they were fabulous. So it's really just completely I like my edit time has just gone from you know a quarter of the time now I'm spending editing which is fabulous wow so that service from Imagine AI that would be perfect for what you do wouldn't it? I mean because yeah. you're <laughs> you've got a certain style and that would be easily be able to emulate that with the artificial intelligence yes yeah and like it works 90% of the time you know a few times I have to go in and maybe brighten something or you know change the warmth on some images or you know the cropping is um, I find the cropping is is great as a starting point but sometimes I do need to adjust it just in case I've got a subjective type of crop that I need to do with a particular photo so um, but most of the time it's it's fabulous it, it changes all the light brightens them all up to my usual editing style and I don't have to do much at all so um, yeah, thank you for introducing me to them that's <laughs> It's my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so are you the only one working in the business? I have two other photographers that I am working with as well. They work for me and you know, I'm still training them to shoot similar to how I shoot and to produce the same quality of work. But it's generally me. I'm doing all the admin and the shooting as well. So, so are they coming on as subcontractors? Yes. Yeah. So they shoot a couple of hours with me and they invoice me. I'm, you know, I've just subcontract out to them. They give me the cards at the end of the day and I take over all from then on. Okay, right. So you'll hire them if you've got a bigger kindergarten or you just need a break or how do you determine when you need them? Yeah. Well, basically I have someone with me all the time. If I've got 10 children for the day or if I've got 40 children for the day, if I have got a lot of children on that day, I tend to use two photographers as well as myself, but usually it's just me and one other photographer. So we generally get through it okay. And, you know, my usual numbers are 
anything more than 30 and that's enough for me for the day. I'm not like, you know, Sam mentioned he can get through a lot more in a day. I tend to schedule the children over a couple of days, be at the centre for a couple of days. So I don't have so many per day. Okay, so you're talking about 30 kids per day, not 30 frames yeah. per child. No, right? no, <laughs> no, I'm talking 30 kids per day. So I'm doing, you know, at least 10 to 15 different photos per child. But when I say that, that's kind of like minimum. I'm usually offering in online galleries a lot more than that. So I, you know, under promise and over deliver, I guess. Got it. Got it. So when you turn up to a kindy, we can go a little bit back in a minute, but yeah. when you turn up to a kindy, if you know there's say 30 kids in the class, do the teachers schedule, you know, who's going to be first, who's going to be second, who's going to be last, or is it just ad hoc? Ah, yes. <laughs> Okay, so going back a little bit, my process now is for years I used to get all the parents to register online before photos start and, you know, then I would schedule children per day who I was going to photograph and I'd send out flyers and I'd have their, their photo day on it and I'd do all that. It was just a lot of a lot of work to have to do that. But now I actually have them sign up before photo day and they can choose the day that they want their child photoed on depending on what days that I'm at the centre. Right. So you say, I'm going to be here from Monday to Wednesday at this particular mm-hmm. kindy. The parent gets a, do they get an email or do they get notified by the kindy that, itself? Yeah. So in the beginning, they get notified by the kindy and I send out like flyers for every child and then they just go on, they scan the QR code and that takes them to a page on my website where it directs them to register. So they then choose the day that they want to have their photos taken for their child, fill out all the other details, and then that comes through to me and I make up a spreadsheet. So then I know when I turn up at the centre which children I'm photographing for each day and I just, you just, we just work through our list for the day. We give the teachers a copy of it and there we go. So I'm actually a little bit different to uh, Sam, I guess, in that regard is I only photograph children that are registered so the ones that don't register, I actually don't photograph at all. <laughs> and I'm guessing the, the idea of giving the parents a date to choose is they can choose what their child's going to be wearing that day. They're all ready. Yes. Okay. So they're yeah. a bit more prepared for it. And are the parents prepaying or they wait to see the gallery? Ah, yeah. So this year I actually introduced what I call a deposit system. Before that, I was not charging anything up front. So now I charge $25 and... That is then given back to them as credit towards uh, their purchase from their photo gallery, you know, when they see all their images. So why did you do that? And has there been any pushback? Uh, No. (laughs) I thought there would be a lot of pushback, but there actually hasn't been. Look, it was a decision that I was tossing around for a few years and I was going in and photographing every child and, you know, because I'm spending so long with each child, I really felt that you know, some parents weren't actually logging on and even looking at the photos, despite how many emails you would send and text messages for them to have a look. So that percentage, I'm now not having to photograph. So it's usually around 10% at each centre that just, you know, they would sign up and then they would just not purchase at all. So I thought, well, you know, I've been doing this for so long now. I just, <laughs> I have to charge a deposit. Right. <laughs> just, yeah, I just, I just can't be going there and photographing children when the parents just aren't actually interested in having photos taken at all. And have you found that if someone pays a $25 deposit, they're definitely going to be buying? Yes. So they definitely do because I'm offering so many in their gallery. There's, it's very rare that, um, well, actually, I've only had one come back at me and say they don't want to purchase anything in the gallery. And 
that was actually out of my control because that child hadn't been changed into their photo clothes for that day. So oh. <laughs> um, there's nothing I could do about that. No. So I just said, and they were lovely smiley photos, but, you know, that's kind of what happens sometimes and, you know, that's a little bit out of my control. But generally people can find at least something that they want to buy for their deposit and use their deposits. Yeah, look, definitely. I mean, looking at your photos would be crazy not to buy something when they see that with the photos. Just let me take you back quickly to the subcontract shooters that you have. Yeah. Do they have to sign a contract, like a non-compete contract or anything like that? Because isn't there a fear that they're going to go out and do the same thing as you after they see you doing what you do? Uh, yeah, I've always worried about that a little bit. Um, no, no. Look, I generally try to have a good relationship with them in the beginning and you know, they can see how much hard work it is, you know, on the other end. And they generally don't want to do that anyway. So they just want to um, just get the experience. So the two photographers that I have at the moment are relatively new to the field of photography. So, you know, they're quite happy at the moment just to come along and help out and learn as well. Um, yeah. So I just haven't had that problem in the past. <laughs> nice. That's great. That's great. And are they shooting over your shoulder or are they taking one child while you take another? Yeah, no, they're definitely taking the, in the beginning, they were just watching me and assisting me until they felt confident enough to go off and photograph on their own. So I generally try to give them children who I can see are going to be a little bit easier to work with, a little bit more, I guess, camera friendly. So it's a little bit easier for them during working with that child. So good. So good. Mm. <laughs> Take me back to the early days. I mean, were you doing family photography and thought kindy photography would be fun? Did you go and assist another kindy photographer? How did you discover this and get into this genre? Yeah, well, I started off just doing some family shoots and a few weddings, actually. And then at the time, my kids were quite young. The center that they were going to, the director knew that I was doing family photography. She said, oh, how about you give the kindy here a go? And I was like, oh, my goodness, no. <laughs> you know, I was thinking... Oh, you know, there's 80 kids. How am I going to do that? And I was, because I actually had in the back of my mind when I purchased my kids' photos, I was like, man, if they offered me more, I would buy the lot. Like, you know, it's such an emotional spend, really, pictures of your kids when they're this young. So, and I thought, it's just, just such a shame that I'm just limited to this one photo in front of a background in, you know, five different sizes. I would certainly buy all of them if there was, you know, pictures of my children playing on bikes or swings or slides because I'm not going to capture that when they're at kindy. I'm not going to see that start, that part of them when they're at kindy. So that actually is how it gave me the idea. And I spoke to her about that and she's like, oh, that's a really great idea. Can you do that here? And I was like, yep, I can do it. No, I have a tendency to jump in the deep end and just worry about the details later. So, so I said, okay, yep, let's do it. <laughs> and so within a couple of weeks, I was there at the centre and photographing all these kids. I actually had no processes at all. I just sort of jumped straight in and I was completely exhausted at the end of the day because I did it all myself. And yeah, but the, the response from the kindy was, you know, fantastic and the sales just sort of sucked me in a little bit. <laughs> and yeah, I thought, oh, I could do four of these a month and I'm you know, I'm set. That's good. You know, it took a little while to build up to that level, of course, because a lot of uh, the kindy photography game is is really word of mouth and, you know, directors talk, just like Sam mentioned in his podcast, directors do talk between each other. They move around a lot of different centres and, you know, that's how you get known, I guess. So, I mean, talking about Sam, would it be unrealistic to expect that a kindy would have, say, Sam photographing his style of photos in the same kindy as you would be working or do kindies generally tend to choose one or the other? Yeah, they generally choose one per year and 
Quite honestly, if I knew that a new centre was coming along, they'd already had photos for that year, I would say no, I would love to come to your centre next year, generally because, you know, families aren't going to want to purchase twice in the same year. So not that I've known of and, you know, and I do know of a few photographers who have gone and done that because the centre hasn't been happy with the previous photographer and their sales haven't been great because, you know, the families of that centre have kind of lost a little bit of trust in the process. So yeah, so it's definitely something that I would say, let's do it next year. Right, okay. You know, so, yeah. I know that when I, when Linda and I were photographing local soccer teams, soccer clubs and football clubs, they're now asking for a kickback. Like some of them almost expect like $1,000 for us to come in and do their photos because this is what the Sydney photographers are offering. Wow. Is that happening in the kindergarten game as well? Oh, look, it used to. It used to be a big thing, you know, 10% of sales or you know, and I simply just have not done it. <laughs> I just don't, have not done it. I say to them that, you know, the kickback is they get uh, complimentary staff photos. So in digital format and print, uh, some five by seven inch prints of each staff member as well as, you know, if any staff have got their own children at the centre, I'm quite happy to take a few photos during the morning of them with their child as well as like kind of like a little bonus. And also they're getting copies of the class photo also offer a couple of other little incentives as well. You know, if they refer me to another kindergarten, I do a one-hour event shoot for them. So if they have like Father's Day or Mother's Day or some other you know, open day on the weekends, I come along and spend an hour and just take some promotional photos for them. So I sort of, you know, give back my time rather than than money. <laughs> yeah, I like that because, yeah, yeah it's, it's getting like almost – dirty the way that it was run like for them to even ask I thought that's bloody rude mm, but it's almost yeah. becoming normal and I guess they're looking out for themselves yeah but yeah I just didn't like it at all yeah look I did have one center try that and you know I just I declined actually photographing at that center because they wanted it in cash oh. so <laughs> uh, that was just like the red flags to me and I just went mm, no <laughs> pretty cheeky yeah yes so tell me about your process. So let's say a new kindy opens, you go in there, do you take an album? Do you just take your laptop with the examples of your work and your website? How do you get them across the line to say, Trina, yes, we love what you do. Come and, come and photograph our kids. Yeah, well, in the beginning, I was taking around a little photo book with me when I was trying to sign up some centres. And that's, you know, they could see my style as well. And I had my laptop as well. So I showed them the process. But now I actually don't have to do that. Every inquiry I get is them coming to me through my website or through word of mouth. So, you know, I did the hard yards in the beginning, so now I don't have to. I actually turned down about 10 centres this year because I couldn't not fit them in. So, um, yeah, I just I gave them on to other photographers in the the kindy photography group that I run. So so I passed on the work. (laughs) Oh, wow, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I just don't like to overwork myself too much. I take on... You know, one centre per week, and that seems to be enough for me. For sure, yeah. Okay, that sounds unreal. Okay, so let's say then you do uh, get a call from a kindy, and they've heard about you from another kindy, yep. and that they want to take you on. You've got time, you're going to do it. What happens next? Yeah, so what I get them to do now is I send them a contract, actually, and it's not something I did in the past, but it's something that I've started in the last six to 12 months, and it goes through everything. It goes through all my processes, you know, what to expect, etc., and, you know, just all my policies as well. So I have them actually sign that because 
then they're on the same page. They know exactly what I'm offering and I know that they know that as well. So, you know, if there's any problems down the track, I can refer back to that. So, you know, that's generally what I do in the beginning after I've shown them. They've, you know, I've asked, have you looked around my website? Have you looked at my style? Do you know, sort of, you know, I photograph in the outdoor area of your center. Is that okay? You know, and one particular element of that that I make sure that they're aware of is that because I'm taking photos of the kids outdoors, I don't, it's going to be, you know, up to them to try and shuffle kids out of the backgrounds for me because I shouldn't be selling photos with other children in the backgrounds. So that's also a privacy issue. So, you know, that's going to work for some centers, but it's not going to work for all. So if they don't seem like they're too keen to sort of keep kids inside for that hour and a half or so that I'm at the center in that particular area of the playground, well, then I just sort of explain kindly to them that perhaps I'm not the photographer for them because that is kind of like what I need to produce the work that I'm producing on the websites. I love this, Trina. I mean, you're running your business like, you know, we hear that we should be running our portrait and wedding photography businesses where if a client's just not right, we just... We shouldn't just, you know, bend to suit them. It's our business. That's so good. That's right. And I did in the beginning. and We all do. (laughs) It just caused me so much grief. And I just thought, no, I need to have rules. I need to, you know, be confident and strong and positive in the way I want to run my business. And, you know, if I'm not for one centre, there's 500 more in in Brisbane that (laughs) I could possibly work at. So it's not a problem and it's just not something that I've worried about. And, you know, if the directors know this up front and you establish a good relationship with them and, you know, you're up front about how you work, you're going to have a good relationship the whole way through from beginning shoot right to the end to delivery of photos. So you want to keep the communication strong and positive throughout. Yeah, for sure. So with the contract, did you have that drawn up by a solicitor? No, I know I should. <laughs> That's all right. That's why I was asking. I was wondering if you did. <laughs> Look, no, I try to keep it a bit lighthearted and a little bit sort of, uh, a little bit, I probably should, but it's, it's not something that I'm going to hold them to anyway. So it's more that I'm being upfront and transparent about my practices and how I work. So it's just something that I can refer to. It's not something that I feel that I needed to get someone a lawyer to write up for me right it's not like you're going to be taking people to court over this stuff no, i don't <laughs> think so oh that would be terrible but i don't think so like they just wouldn't hire me the next year if they weren't happy so yeah which is fine i don't get unhappy you know that's obviously happened because they think that my process is probably a bit too long but you know honestly the parents are the ones that are happy with my work so um and they get the feedback from the parents anyway so Generally, they come back to me the next year. If they they go off and get another photographer the next year, I have had centres come back to me the year after and go, can we have you back? (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. So let's say I'm the uh, working there at the centre. You speak to the directors, don't you? You call them directors? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a director. We've agreed. I've signed the contract. Do I just then hand everything over to you? Are you contacting the parents? Am I giving you access to my database? What happens next? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. Trina, you are amazing. What a business you've built. And I love that you piped up straight away as soon as Sam's interview went live and told us a little bit about your business. I'm so happy that you came on and shared everything that you have. Listeners will be blown away. Where's the best place for them to check out more of your work? Yeah, so it's redcherryimages.com.au is my main kindy photography site. 
And if there's any sort of interested kindy photographers out there, I run a Facebook group. So just send me a message and you can join us. Yeah. And I offer mentoring programs as well. If that's, you know, if anyone wants to learn what I do and how I do it. And it's as crazy as me. <laughs> so, yeah. so tell me about the group that you've got. Is that for Brisbane kindy photographers for, or for anyone around the world? No, it's for all, mostly a lot of Australian photographers, but I do have some from New Zealand in there as well as um, America. Um, yeah, I think that's about the extent, but there's about 450 members in there. And, you know, I try to foster a real supportive and positive environment. And, you know, it's just not a genre that's it's well talked about or there's not a lot of support out there for us. So that's why I started it about four or five years ago. Well, hopefully this will help. Okay, I'll put a link in the show notes and then they can request access. Absolutely. I just, I get them to answer a few questions for them, make sure they answer the questions. Yeah, and they don't have to feel or want to feel to sort of be entered into it. So I kind of keep a good check on that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> And then with the with the mentoring side of things, again, is that only for Australian photographers or can it be a photographer from anywhere in the world? Oh, it can be from anywhere. I've mentored a fair few in the past. I had a, a course that I was offering, but I'm just in the process of updating it and I'm hoping to get it out in January. But at the moment, I'm just offering mentoring programs. So it can be for a couple of hours, a full day or like a three-month kind of program where I take them through everything. So that's something that I'm going to be concentrating a lot more in January at getting going a little bit more. But I definitely have a few students I've taken through and they've done my course and I keep in contact with them to see how they're going. Unreal. I mean, look, let me know when that goes live as well and I'll make sure it gets shared on the podcast. There's a link on my website. It's under education. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll link to that in the show notes so listeners can go and check that out. Trina, you have been amazing. Thank you again so much and congratulations on your success. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, you know, I've been listening to your podcast for ages and I always am amazed at how you ask the questions that are in my head. So um, <laughs> you're doing a great job. <laughs> well, hopefully we've done that today as well for people looking to get into uh, yes. kindy photography. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Trina as much as I did. Trina, if you are listening, again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything you did. What an incredible business you've built. I love the fact that you are so passionate about your genre and that you get a chance to build such a successful business around what you love to do. So look, again, massive congrats and thank you so much again, Trina, for coming on and sharing what you have. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Trina had to share. Whether or not you photograph kindergarten kids, maybe, maybe this has inspired you to even look into that genre or to go ahead and pursue it yourself for 2022. If you do have any follow-up questions for Trina, you can leave a comment in the comments area at the bottom of the show notes. This week, they are at photobizx.com forward slash 443. Now, in those show notes, I've got examples of Trina's beautiful work. I've got links to all the things, and there were a ton that she mentioned in the interview. It's all there in that one spot. And of course, you can find Trina inside the members Facebook group. If you're a premium member, you'll have easy access to her there as well. Now, following that interview with Trina, we covered so much. She actually sent me a message just to clarify a couple of things in case they weren't 100% clear. She couldn't remember whether she said these things and wanted to make sure that she was correct with her numbers. So she says, I wanted to clarify the sales figures as I think I didn't mention that they were for the 2021 financial year and that the number was $220,000 in sales. She says, I still have to kick myself that it was such a great financial year. 
and 90% of that revenue was from kindergarten sales. And she goes on to say, I just didn't want to confuse you, the listener, into thinking that it was the 2020 calendar year and wondering how that was possible if mostly everyone was locked down from March until June. Trina then went on to say, to add some extra information as well, the $220,000 in revenue in the last financial year was for 37 centres over that period from July 2020 to the end of June 2021. So again, if you're unsure about anything or you want to clarify something with Trina, you have easy access to her inside the members Facebook group. And of course, you can also reach out to her privately, personally. I've got links to where you can find her online in the show notes for today's episode. And again, Trina, a massive thanks for just being so open and sharing what you have. You really have been an amazing guest to feature on the podcast. Okay, that is pretty much going to wrap up today's episode of the show. We are fast approaching Christmas. I have put out questions in the members Facebook group about what you would like to hear for the Christmas and New Year episodes. I generally don't like to release a new interview with fantastic guests and just go along with the same usual format. So after asking what you want to hear, it looks like the Christmas episode will be a year in review. I'm going to go ahead and pick out my favorite interviews for the last 12 months, share those with you and let you know why you need to go back and check those out if you have heard them already or to go and listen to them if you haven't heard them so far. So look out for that one for the Christmas episode. And I've also reached out to the photographers I featured earlier this year from the Coaching Diary series of interviews to get an update on how they have gone throughout the year, whether they're still utilizing their coaches, how that has developed, their wins and losses, how business is going in general, and to get an update of how things are in their lives after taking on coaches at the start of 2021. I'm hoping that will be our New Year's episode. If that doesn't come to fruition, I will come up with something else, something entertaining, something great to kick off. 2022. Until then, have a fantastic week yourself. I hope you are surviving and enjoying the lead up to Christmas. <laughs> I hope you are staying sane as well as safe, healthy, and well. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 